Welcome to Avowedcast, the fan community podcast for Obsidian Entertainment's future RPG game titled Avowed. This is a podcast for fans, by fans. We are not affiliated with Obsidian in any way, but would gladly donate our shares of Twitter stock to them, no strings attached. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about a new leak, quote unquote, from Jez Gordon, and plow through a bunch of listener emails. You have questions? Ikera, I have answers. Welcome to Avowedcast. Uh, we got a big group today. We've got a, a lot to discuss as there have been some leaks, I guess we would say quote unquote leaks lately, um, that we will talk about uh, in a minute. But I want to go around and see what people have been up to, what they've been playing. Um, so why don't we start with you, Gingerino? Have you been playing any games lately? Um, so actually, I, uh, I recently sustained a tendonitis injury in my wrists from overworking at UPS. So I haven't been playing a lot of games lately, just recovering from the, from that. But I have found that this uh, there's a game, I'm sure many people played it already, but I'm kind of late to it, was uh, Phasmophobia. So I've been playing that for a while because I've noticed it's one of the few games I can play right now that doesn't aggravate my injury. So that's what I've been able to play. I've been going online with my brother. Uh, it's fun because I'm a profound coward. And so anytime I play anything remotely scary, I just scream like a, like a small human being and uh, run away and I'm no help. But it's a really entertaining time. So that's what I've been spending my time is hunting ghosts in phasmophobia. Now, I haven't played it, but I do have a couple of questions for you because I've heard a lot about it. So, you obviously, it's multiplayer. So, does your brother then play the, the bad guy and stalk you? Is that how it works or is it computer controlled? No, it's not like one of those asymmetric fighting games. So, basically, it's a ghost detective kind of game. So, you play a ghost hunter intern uh, as well as the other three people on your team play ghost hunter interns. Use a variety of uh, items and objects to try to determine what the ghost is. So you might walk around with a thermometer and if you find freezing temperatures, you mark it in your journal and it eliminates all the types of ghosts it can be. Um, If your EMF reader hits level five, you can mark that in your journal and it'll eliminate more. Once you have three pieces of evidence, typically you can know what the ghost is in the house or the campground that you're in. Um, and then you can leave. You you don't kill the ghost, which that bothers me. I feel like you should hunt the actual ghost, but whatever. Maybe that's a future update. But once you determine what the ghost is, you mark it in your journal, you complete any bonus objectives, and then you leave and you gain experience so that you can buy better equipment for hunting ghosts and more advanced levels and stuff like that. It's a game I never really thought about playing, but I, I was playing Elden Ring and then I couldn't play Elden Ring anymore. And I'm like, well, what am I going to spend my time doing and playing? Um, I watched some TV and all that stuff, and my brother's like, why don't you try Phasmophobia? It's, uh, I think your wrists could handle that, and never thought I would try that game like that, but here I am. That's what I'm playing. Good it's for mostly you. for the social. Branching out. Right? Yep. Perfect I for that time of so year much. anyway, so. Yeah, it was. It Excellent. really was perfect. I wish you had recorded that. That would have been funny. Um, Kiwi, have you been playing any, any games? I know I've been chosen. <clears throat> Uh, yes, I actually have. I'm, I'm still, uh, like previously, I'm still playing the World of Warcraft classic Wrath of the Lich King, where our guild is pumping. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, not 
Not no, I haven't played much of anything else that is noteworthy. I have started continuing writing my book though. Woohoo. That's good news, man. I'm I'm excited about that. Um you definitely got some talent, so I think I, I, I hope you keep it up. Um Parenthesis, have you been uh playing actually parenthesis I saw I watched uh, some of your um live feed the other day. Uh, I can't remember mm-hmm. what day I did it on. Um, Probably Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you saw me as one of your viewers, but I was on there and I enjoyed it quite a bit. So nice work. Uh, I'm impressed. Uh, you definitely keep it up. Um, have you been Thank playing you. any other games other than that one? Yes, uh, I've been playing uh, just today uh, Against the Storm, the demo. It's a kind of a real-time roguelite city builder. The idea is that this fantasy world has been hit by some extremely severe storms and they all seek refuge in this central city. And now the storm is somewhat abated. It will come back. So you go out and gain resources that you can pour into the city to build it up and improve it. And it's um, the idea is you build a city and uh, you jump from emergency to emergency, kind of like in... in um, in um, Frostpunk, you have to uh, balance the needs of your citizens, but you also have to fulfill the orders of the queen, which is the central authority. And 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 because if her rage, if we, oh, her discontent with you reaches 100%, then you lose. And so you have to kind of manage these constraints, fulfilling orders and gaining bonuses and do all these sort of things. So it's like a real-time puzzle of a sorts. And it gives it the same kind of feeling I had when I played Frostpunk for the first time. But this is repeatable because you build more cities than just one in one cycle and they kind of feed up into each other. I haven't been able to get that far in the demo and I don't even know if it is in the demo yet. But uh, it is interesting. I might even uh, go so far as to splurge on it. It is in the early access right now. Sounds like a winner. I'm very impressed. Uh, what about you, Remoran? You've been uh, messing around with anything? I have spent uh, so far 40 hours in Persona 5 Royal. I have spent a (laughs) Yeah, you are. I mean, dude, you know, but but you know why, though? Because I got this new device. So when I was playing um, Grounded, like I would pick up my phone. I have a Razer Kishi and play on on Xbox Cloud Gaming um, for like an hour. So it's like sometimes... Sometimes I'm running scripts. I, I work in IT. Sometimes I'm running scripts and stuff, and I'll just pick it up, play for a couple minutes, and I got a ton of time into it. So I decided to get a Logitech G Cloud. So I purchased that uh, like two weeks ago, which is basically a it's a Switch-like device, but it's designed for cloud gaming, like to to uh, to okay. open up Xbox Cloud or to uh, to stream from your console. NVIDIA. So I've been playing so much. Or yeah, you could do NVIDIA, um, uh, what their service, but I don't use that. I use mostly um, Xbox console streaming or cloud gaming or um, PS5 streaming. But I have spent, because I've been able to play at work, even though I work from home, I'm, I'm able to just pick it up and play when I'm on breaks and stuff. I have put so much time into this game the past like two weeks I think I put 40 hours into it and, and it is a long game. 103 hours, I think is what I saw from how long to beat, but it's awesome. <laughs> 
every time I log on to my Xbox, I look at, at Remoran. It's like playing Persona. I'm like, holy crap, Remoran, what are you doing? <laughs> my, my brother every asked day with me to this stuff. It's so cool. Yeah, my brother asked me to play the Persona Four years ago because he had it on the Vita, and he spent like two weeks straight. Like this was when we were in college, so he had nothing to do, and he beat Persona Four, and which is a, about the same length of time in terms of like how long to beat, and. It has because I'm I've been mostly Xbox. I've it's I've never been able to play it. But now since Persona Five just got on Game Pass, and then Persona Three and Four are coming on in January on Game Pass, I'm like, okay, my next four five months are you know taken care of in terms of gaming. That's good. I mean, that's oh, man. it's always good. That's to why know. I. That's why I'm afraid to get into it because I'm like I, I can't do a hundred hour game right now definitely a time yeah it's it's like it's like an ubisoft game for sure um so i've been uh ashamed to say again i'm still playing dreamlight valley i have i would say as far as content wise still in uh quote unquote early release i guess but content wise i'm probably almost finished with it um really enjoying it uh, i was a big animal crossing fan so this is this is right up my alley with that i did also try scorn um <laughs> a lot of scorn the biggest fan of scorn and let me explain why see i was excited about scorn because of the aesthetics the the art you know was very um i was in name geiger or whatever the the alien guy um yeah yeah anyway it's it's cool it's the art is great um the graphics are 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 unique and cool uh i didn't realize it was a puzzle game i guess i kind of thought it was a survival game or like i don't really know but it i mean it's 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 there's no question this is a puzzle game that is what it is it's a puzzle slash horror game um and uh was that kind of uh turned me off a little bit i mean it wasn't what i maybe because it wasn't what i expected when that wasn't first... well communicated but like i also was very surprised to find puzzles in that game I'm like what am i what am i playing right now like what's going on yeah and and some of the puzzles were frustrating because it was like it wasn't an intellectual puzzle it was like oh well i didn't see this button up here when i passed it last time because it looks like everything else around it so that's not really Mm -hmm. a puzzle that's kind of uh anyway that's kind of like a hidden uh what do they call those hidden image thing i don't know but it 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 was okay i'm yeah hidden object game it it was okay i don't want to bash it because i know that it's it's a it's a matter of taste and not really a matter of the game. I did just yesterday started Deathloop, and I really only played maybe a little bit of it, and I I love what I see so far, and I'm a huge fan of the studio, so I'm going to keep playing that this week and at least up until Pentiment releases, and then I'm all in on Pentiment, of course. Um, but that's kind of what I've been up to. All right, so let's move on to what we're here for. Um, I so I don't really know how to start it, but to say that you know, um, Jez shot his jizz again, and um, it's all over the place, and has create, <laughs> oh, created wow. utter confusion. There's that ASMR that Sora's really into right there. Yeah, imagery. <laughs> um, oh man. So yeah, so he did that, and like the last time, it's confusing as hell. His communication skills suck. 
generates more questions than ever existed before. And in one word, I thought the best word was confusion or, or possibly mayhem, but might be more confusion. So we're going to talk about two things today. We're going to talk about leaked information that um, Jez Corden, who works at Windows Central and who is uh, well known for releasing um, uh, uh, what would you, how would you say uh, not necessarily leaks, but releasing um, uh, bits before they're supposed to come out. He he always breaks stories. You know, uh, he's a, he's a quote unquote I mean, insider. Let's, let's, yeah. Oh my God. I love that you put quotes around that. But anyway, it, uh, on, um, just recently and I'm trying to look up the date that he did this. It was on a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, about two weeks ago. So middle of October near, near Halloween. Um, he did a, he, he does the Xbox two, podcast with randall thor and they go on there and talk all sorts of uh game stuff um both of them are quote unquote insiders um i don't know what randall thor's official job is i i know that jez does officially work for windows central um anyway on this podcast uh and slash uh they have it on youtube as well um, they talk about um, the main topic was, I guess, PlayStation blocking Game Pass. But in about an hour and a half into that, they talk about Avowed. Um, and that's what this kind of is referring to. He also, uh, and how this all started, was released an image online, uh, a screenshot of Avowed. So we'll explain those two things. We'll talk about those two things. And then we also have um, a bunch of email that we're going to try to chuck through today. I think I have about 12. I don't know that we'll get through all 12, but we'll try to do some of that. So uh, that's what our plan is today. I think the way to start this is to start where it all began. So basically, if you listen to the podcast slash video on YouTube, um, it, he talks about what happened and his quote is, it wasn't my leak. So Jez, basically his story is that he was cleaning up his old hard drives. He found some avowed files from last year. As you all probably remember, Jez was the one behind uh, a leak last year, um, which we talked about on this podcast, maybe not so eloquently. And maybe that wasn't my best day professionally, but um, <laughs> he know, released you're, uh... information. And I was called out for it, and I deserved to be, because I did kind of attack him personally, which I shouldn't have done. But I was upset at that time because of the way he communicated the information. It was obvious to me he had never played a Pillars game in his life. Um, he just was a terrible communicator, um, and that's not him as a person. That's him as a professional. Um, his writing skills were awful. He told us things we already knew. It was just, it was, it was not good. And I didn't Can like I that ask he was... something? Yes, please. Like, uh, what puzzles me is that how can someone work at Microsoft uh, and, of course, be... Of course, he's an insider while he is in Microsoft, by, but how does he get to leak info and then still remain an insider? Windows Central is a is it, it, 
so Windows Central is an enthusiast blog. It's not associated with Microsoft, but it is it, it's basically a uh, fan site for Microsoft and Microsoft when, products. When how is it he how is he insider then? Insider as in he knows people who who are in the video game industry and he has people who are inside those development studios who are leaking information to him directly. He socializes with people in the game industry. He goes to conventions. He hangs out at the bars in the conventions. He made friends with the people. He lives close vicinity to many studios. He uh, he embeds himself into that lifestyle and therefore is kind of like a real housewives of gaming. You know, he's 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 kind of in the middle of it. And uh, then people will have a couple of drinks maybe or, you know, and say something they shouldn't and he reports it or vice versa. He theoretically does his research and digs in. And I mean, he was the one who leaked information about the Xbox Series S and uh, a lot of other things uh, that he's been popular for doing. Uh, one of the first to talk about Flight Simulator coming to the Xbox. So he's he's leaked a lot of stuff. How he gets it, who knows? And that's something we can talk about. But um, I guess the 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 important thing for me is I want to give him full due here. I want to tell people exactly what he said, and then we can tear tear it apart as, as we see fit. But he says he was looking through his hard drive. He found this old footage. He thought to himself, wow, this looks great. You know, uh, people are going to love Avowed because these images I have and this video I have is fantastic. Um, someone on Twitter, when he went and shared that he was cleaning his hard drive and said, wow, I found some really cool stuff. You guys are going to love Avowed challenged him and said well show us and then so he said okay so he goes into photoshop he takes a screenshot image of the video uses a filter to pixelate it first mistake right there obviously doesn't understand how photoshop works but used a filter to pixelate it and then released the image so within seconds of course because it's very easy to reverse um someone unpixelated the image and then released the real image as in response to him. Um, and he talks through this process and says that he knew the footage was already out there, quote unquote, this was his words. So he thought, why not just verify it? So he verified that, yes, that's the correct image. But then he kind of goes in and insinuates a little bit, which bothers me. He insinuates a little bit that maybe that wasn't his pixelated image. Maybe they didn't unpixelate it. Maybe they also had the video and they took the screenshot and released it. Uh, the exact same shot image that he did. I'll let you decide from that. Uh, credibility I have a problem with that. I have a problem with that. And cause like he does claim, he claims that it was, it was someone else's image, but that meaning that it's not his leak because someone else leaked it. But even if it, even if that were one hundred percent true, the very fact that he po posted the original pixelated image, and this is assuming that he's telling the truth and, and that it's somebody else's image, that gave another person the, uh, I guess, courage or whatever to put up the the real image, which makes me think, well, it kind of is directly, or it's not like your, you, it's not your image, but it's still your fault, in my opinion. I don't know. Well, and I, I agree with you totally. And I think that, I mean, if you understand anything about 
uh, Photoshop, the your files on your computer that are pictures are not pictures. Hello, uh, they're they're zeros and ones. They're they're not pictures. Files are not pictures. I know they look like they're pictures, but they're not pictures. So that's why there's websites all out there that can instantly reverse those kind of things when you apply those filters. Um, so it's just common sense that that's what happened. And, and people who know and the, the quickness of their response to his post, it doesn't add up what he said. And I think he doesn't, I think he's worried. Like you said, Remoran, I think he's a little concerned about taking some heat for that um, and not thinking through his actions. And um, instead of just coming up and admitting, yeah, I screwed up, you know, I shouldn't have done that. Um, it's a, it's a really convenient a way to leak information and then not take credit for it. Like, oh, it wasn't me. It was this guy. He did it. I totally didn't do it. Yet he's getting all the credit for it, right? Right. Yeah. Sneaky. He gets the credit, but not the blame. Right. Um, so anyway, he, he goes on to say that um, after in this podcast slash video on YouTube, um he goes on to talk about Avowed as a project after talking about how the image leaked and his view on that leak and how that happened. He goes on to talk more about the project itself. And he says that um, Jason Schreier, you know, we taught he, Jason Schreier is the one who used the term reboot a while back and said that, you know, they had had a whole new directors, whole new producers, the, 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 the game had basically been restarted is what was insinuated. Jez defends that and says that, or not defends it, but goes against that and says it's restructuring, not a reboot. And he specifically said that the way Obsidian explained it to me, and this is quote, unquote, the way Obsidian explained it to me, quote, unquote. And that, oh my God, if you tear, if you just take apart his language, he is just not... He does not think very well when he speaks. So he just admitted in that statement, Obsidian directly told him the, these things. He didn't say someone who worked at Obsidian. He didn't say uh, someone I met who knows someone at Obsidian, quote unquote, the way Obsidian explained it to me. All right. And I hope you're getting where I'm going with this. So, the way they felt pressure, and this is according to him, Obsidian felt pressure from Xbox to go to the next level. They needed to be super huge. They 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 wanted to go full AAA. We need to prove ourselves that we're we're there's a reason we're part of Microsoft. Um, they were focused on features that were not the best for the game they were trying to build, so they wanted to change the direction. And that means that they were kind of spinning their wheels with this huge project that had all of these things in it that maybe didn't fit well with the type of game they were trying to create. So they went back to the drawing board and they sat down and um, let's just make an Obsidian game. This is from his point of view. They just said, let's just stick with what we're good at. Let's, let's just take an Obsidian game and take it to the next level. We're not a huge studio. Let's just do our thing. Um, so we're going to scale back the vision a little bit and the scope um, because they just didn't have the resources to make uh, an, an Ubisoft game, for example. Um, let's grow organically. Let's create a next level Outer Worlds game um, and then go from there. So with that information that we have, he, he also went on to say that 
The game looks great. He says that it looks like their take on Skyrim, but much better. Uh, it kind of looks like what an Obsidian game would look like if they were making a Skyrim game. That's his quote. Um, but it is also set in Pillars of Eternity. <laughs> his quote <laughs> again. Do not get me started. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, so Randall Thor then goes in and says, oh, yeah, you showed me that footage. And then there was a little bit of silence and just says, yeah, I showed it to you and uh, one other guy, I think. Anyway, um, and he says when he saw the footage, it looked like a more colorful Skyrim. It was his quote. Um, so basically, the gist of this is Obsidian went overboard because of overambition. They wanted to impress Microsoft and Xbox by creating a AAA game and they maybe um, shot their shot a little too far. They realized this, that the project wasn't moving forward as quickly as it should. So they pulled everything back and said, let's just do what we're good at. Let's do what we did with the outer worlds, but make it a little bit better. Um, let's take it a step further. Um, and, uh, they originally kind of wanted to be like a Bethesda, but realized that they're not there yet. So instead, you know, go back to the drawing board, focus on what really matters for the game. The game looks gorgeous. Um, and that's pretty much the summary of the information we got. So before we jump into the actual image and we look at it and things like that, does anyone have any thoughts about what he said or what he leaked officially as yeah, information? I have an opinion. So anytime uh, this, uh, this applies to film and television journalism as well, uh, every time they say like outstanding visuals or what a beautiful looking game or TV show that is, it's like there's no value in that. There's really no value in that and that who, who makes awful looking games anyways? Yeah, good point. I mean, I mean, you're, yeah, of course, it's going to look great. Yes, it's going to look better than a game that was developed uh, almost uh, eight years ago. So, yeah, that's a good point. You know, why? And, and that was one of the things I had a problem with with his original leak a year ago was that he was <clears throat> he would say stuff that really wasn't that big a deal, but would make it sound like it was a big deal. And. I don't know. I don't know if people just bought into it because they were excited to hear something about Avowed, but it was not well handled, um, at least from my point of view. So, but how, what I'm curious about is, so parenthesis, I want to get your opinion on this. How do you feel about them? Because there's no question from his information that he, he released that um, they did go back to the drawing board they did want to focus on more their type of game instead of trying to make someone else's type of game. Um, it does sound like this change of direction was, um, I wouldn't say a step back from a AAA thing, but it sounds like it's a more refined approach to the game, knowing that they'll probably release a sequel or expansions and stuff like that. Um, this pared down approach, how do you feel about that? Actually, I'm somewhat hopeful. Um, I mean, the way that I interpret this said, well, we try to go at the, well, you can interpret different ways. We we try to go go big as Bethesda does, or we, we try to do it Bethesda's way. And either way, Obsidian has a problem with overambition. So it's good that they scale back, at least from a financial perspective. 
but also I'm not too fond of the way that Bethesda structures their RPGs. And uh, we've talked about this before. I prefer the more structured way that Obsidian does it, where there's, well, these are the stories we, we tell instead of these are, these are the stories you can tell yourself, which I believe is more the Bethesda way. So that sounds good to me. I wouldn't like Obsidian to try to ape Bethesda too much. On the other hand, it might mean that it, uh, a lot of people are going to be disappointed that this is not this big open world game and it's perhaps smaller or it is modularized like the outer world was. But I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, well said. Um, Remarin, do you have any thoughts on that? About a, about a, them kind of pulling back the reins a little bit and maybe not trying to do everything at once? I think doing more than what you are capable of or like over being overly ambitious is really, really, really bad compared to, to doing something like quote unquote safe, because I feel like if you, if, if you reach too high, you can, you can really, really fall, I guess is, is the best way for me to say it. And I, and I think like as much shit as like Outer Worlds gets, I think it's it's a really good example of what uh, Obsidian can do um, w- with the resources that they have. They have more resources than they had for Outer Worlds, to be clear. You know, the, 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 I think Avowed is going to be bigger, but I think an evolution of that makes more sense than trying to do Skyrim. I mean, I think Bethesda's team is like way bigger than Obsidian, so I just think they it wouldn't be possible. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see that what you're saying now, though, if we go back and look, uh, they've documented that it was uh, only 100 people that were working on Skyrim. Now, I don't know how many they have working on Avowed. um, So, you know, maybe that's true. Maybe they have a lot less. Um, I would say, uh, argument wise, it's probably even not the number of people, but uh, the resources. I feel like they felt they didn't have the resources. Now that could evolve into a pointing fingers thing. Like, well, if Microsoft bought you and has all this money and they have all this experience, uh, in their hands, how could they not help you with that? Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's number of people, if it's just that they didn't have the experience or or if they felt they didn't have the knowledge on their staff or if it was really just them sitting and saying, you know what, we're we're things are getting out of hand. We're not moving forward with the project as quickly as we would like. Um, and we feel like the reason for this is that we're not growing organically, to use Jez's term, and that we we need to allow ourselves uh, version one before we skip to version three. And, you know, I, I get that. I'm, I'm, I kind of agree with both of you guys. And I, and I, uh, I feel like I don't have a problem with this. I, I don't have a problem with the leaked information, quote unquote. Um, I have a problem with it leaking, which I'll get to in a little bit, but I don't have a problem with this information. I'm fine with a game that scaled back. I, I'm with you parenthesis. Let Obsidian do what Obsidian does so well. Don't lose who you are in the process. You're a great studio. We all love you. You do great work. Um, you know, we may be critical sometimes, but that's just who we are. You know, that's you want that. Trust me, you want us to hold you accountable. But 
Um, you do great work. You're you're good at what you do. So a next level Outer Worlds, I don't have a problem with that at all. I think uh, you're going to make a Vow 2. I'm sure a Vow 3 will come out too. I'm sure that this is a game that is building upon itself over time. If you want to look at an example, look at Skyrim. Skyrim is not a first generation. You know, this is a game that has been built and iterated upon version after version. You know, you had, uh, you know... Daggerfall, you had, um, I mean, obviously the technology was different, but then you have, you know, Morrowind and you have Oblivion. And then, so yeah, you can't really compare yourself to someone who has been iterating on something for time in memoriam. This is your first time. Give yourself a break, pat yourself on the back, take your time that you need. That's fine. Do what you're comfortable doing and be proud of what you're doing. So I have no problem with any of this. I have no, I think it's, I'm fine with it looking better, although I don't really care. I'd prefer as far as graphics goes, that it looks different, not better. Um, as long as it has its own unique look, that's all I really care about. Um, you know, over ambition, you can say what you want about it. You know, I kind of think it's good sometimes. I kind of think it's bad sometimes, but Nothing about this made me feel uneasy. And I looked at responses online and there were quite a few. And that this was part of the problem is, you know, in Reddit, if you looked in the forums on Discord, there were all sorts of takes on this. So one of the extreme takes was I saw somebody in there saying, well, now it's a double A game instead of a triple A game. Someone in there said that they are uh, downgrading or that this is this reboot, quote unquote, is... Um, they're not capable. They're pulling back. So why is all of this turning negative and response from the community would be the question. And the answer to that is simple because they're not communicating. When you don't control the narrative, when you choose not to control the narrative, this is what happens. So it should be expected would be my argument. That's that's a good argument, and that's what we've been saying uh, for for a long time now. That we haven't felt nothing, and I guess we already know why. Because they have had some, I don't know, um, human resource problems or whatever. But I don't. I mean, <clears throat> I think from game development point of view, uh, if you're if your end point some, some suddenly changes and you have to reboot, reboot then that's that causes so many un, unforeseen problems. I don't know how much they've you know, backtracked. I, I really just don't want to see like the outer worlds in fantasy. But I don't know, that's, I guess just me. No, it's not just you. I agree with that. That's why the next level part of that quote is the part that I'm focusing on. I do not want another. I love Outer Worlds, but I do not want Outer Worlds in fantasy. I don't want that. I don't want you to use the same assets either. Take another year if you need to create your own assets. I don't want to be walking through a tunnel and think, you know, I'm going to come out, at, you know, in Outer Worlds somewhere. But so I totally agree with that. Uh, next level is important, meaning that. Like I said, not better graphics, but different. It has to look different. It has to have that different feel to it. So the image, can we, I know we all have seen the image. Um, I thought maybe we would take a quick look at that. If you haven't, if you're a listener and you haven't seen the image yet, 
all you have to do is go into Google and type uh, avowed image leak or type Jez Corden leak. Um, and you'll see the image. You can also look at Jez Corden's Twitter account to see the image. Um, basically, I can describe it for you. Uh, it's very simply, it's it's two hands reaching out as if casting a spell. There is a blue uh, circular magic rings around the hands with what looks to be like some symbols in them. I can't really recognize what they are because it's a, not the best quality image, but Two hands reaching out. Um, we see a wilderness beyond the hands. We see trees. We see um, what looks to be a body of water and maybe a, a, a ruined tower sticking out of the water in the distance. Um, standard forest vegetation, some rocks. We do see a little bit of armor there. I believe that looks to be leather armor to me. Um, so it looks standard fantasy trophy, which isn't bad. Um, actually, when I first saw this image, the first thing I thought was, I, I didn't even think uh, Skyrim, I thought Oblivion. You know, not necessarily because of the graphic uh, quality, but you got the, it looks like you're walking down towards the, uh, in Oblivion, you're walking down towards that big pond with the, I remember a scene that almost looks just like this with the ruined tower coming out of the water and you got the little trail that circles around the pond. So uh, that was the first thing that hit me when I saw it. Um, and then I was trying to decipher other elements as I was looking at it. Does anybody have any insight knowing what we know about pillars, knowing that it's, uh, another thing Jez mentioned was he confirmed that it was in the living lands according to him. So, um, anything that you see in that image that strikes you? Mm, I, when I thought of living lands, this is not what I thought of, but I don't know. I don't know best. So what was different I, about it? I thought like the trees are small and young and they're, well, and there's this road and I thought it would be more lush or perhaps more thicker for older forests. Now this seems like a typical rural part of some medieval place. Yeah, that's a good point. And it, and the road does look traveled. As you can see, it's got rivets in it. It definitely looks uh, populated like rural um, countryside maybe. And with light forest, not heavy forest, not huge trees. Anyone else have any thoughts on that image? I, I was just going to say that it's definitely not what I expected when someone said the uh, living lands, because it, it, I think you're right. It has uh, a very oblivion esque um, and not look, but more like I, I, the word I would use or the, the words I would use are is visual style where it's more grounded uh, versus like what I expected when, when someone said living lands and colorful, by the way, which it doesn't look, colorful to me or what i would describe as colorful um i expected like giant uh, uh fauna and 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 like kind of over the top kind of look to it which it doesn't have maybe we could i could take uh, read a piece from the pillars of eternity wiki about the living lands it's a it's a large <clears throat> diversely populated meteorologically 
variable island far to the north of the Adelian Empire. It is a land of wild weather, strange beasts, and hundreds of difficult-to-reach valleys containing oddities never seen before by mortals. Uh, the living lands get their name from the fertility of soil and abundant growth of strange plants and animals in the seemingly endless valleys that span the island's interior. Mountain ranges in the south are home to valley basins that offer unique opportunities for farming and exploration. I mean, this could be one of them. Yeah, no, I think I'm glad you read that um, because it definitely, especially after reading that uh, um, and and kind of understanding what we know about the living lands, which is very little, but we do know some things. This does not feel, this feels very generic rural countryside medieval, just like Kiwi said, this feels like um, to me, and I'm not, I'm not criticizing, I'm just saying what the image looks like. Um, this feels like that kind of style, not the overgrown, the wild, strange plants. Um, you know, why would this be the image that he chooses to capture too, which is bizarre to me. But, you know, if I don't feel like if, if you have a video, which he says he does, that shows a lot of gameplay, quote unquote, a lot of gameplay, this is the one he chooses to capture and show. Um, that seems strange to me. Is is uh, maybe there wasn't a lot of thought put into it. Maybe it was just a quick, you know, alt capture uh, of anywhere in the video. But I mean, other than the casting, it's very generic, and I don't think that this screams aura or uniqueness. Um, parenthesis: You were about to have a response there. What did you think about the image? Well, it's awfully. Well, yes, it's generic fantasy European temperate, which might actually be why he he chose this. I mean, people who play CRPGs know what they want and they want what they know. And and this is, is definitely, I mean, part of, or at least I believe part of the reason why Deadfire was such, uh, well, it, it, one of the reasons why it was not a runaway hit was it was definitely its setting where a lot of CRPG players went... <laughs> What archipelago tropical? Oh, at least no, no, we're not doing this. This, this is not the <laughs> European temperate. We, we're not touching this with a ten-foot pole. I mean, it's not one of the free uh, acceptable biomes, you know. Temperate European, uh, also uh, cold Arctic uh, desert. Yeah, none of these. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely the uh, DLC of Pillars of Eternity one was a hit. Yeah, and and your point that maybe he chose this intentionally because he was, you know, he—that's he, an interesting point. I hadn't thought of that perspective um, um, because it was generic. That's why he chose this image. Gingerino, did you when you saw this image, what what did what did you think? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to think of anything Jez puts out. Not that I know anything about Jez, but I don't know. I just don't see a lot of high quality journalism sometimes so i'm not sure what info he has or how reliable it is uh yeah i don't know it looks like just a basic image of a possible rpg game that he might have yeah i was mostly trying to find lore in there because that's my thing yeah but. i was too <laughs> i was looking at the spell does anyone have any thoughts on that because we do see some symbols in the spell um 
uh, the magic that's being cast. I mean, obviously, we're total conjecture here. Um, but if you it's, were um, to, if you look at the the hands, they're completely mirrored. Like even the runes and the symbols are. Oh, mirrored. you're right. The finger placements are mirrored. The armor is mirrored. Like it's so the. But I mean, if it's an early build, they might not have made anything um, unique in each hand yet. It might just be like that for a placeholder, or who knows? Maybe that's how yeah. it works. Maybe what, it's what, a wizard. I think for sure yeah. it's in the white that wins. It's definitely in the white that wins. That's where the game's going to be. <laughs> of course. Yeah. For, um, those, for those not familiar, that's basically Antarctica in yeah, the AR. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just uh, temperate. Uh, white that wins. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I was, I was looking at the blue, kind of bluish purple tint. I was trying to think of spells that I cast in pillars that looked that way. I'm struggling to pull any out of my hat. Um, Gasoline yeah. lights. It's it's hard to know what the he- like. How does this magic working, and how are they making it happen? You know, I know this, it's got a wizardy vibe to it. Sort this, of. There's more thing. There's more things that are purple in Pillars One than uh, not purple. Right. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point because of the color, the magic and the soul magic. Yes, you're right. It, it kind of could be anything. Um, I I was happy to see that he wasn't um, speaking to Helen Keller in this one. So, you know, no more sign language in the sky, which I know people think is cool, but I've already talked about how I don't really want to be spending five seconds drawing a pretty little symbol. Um, and I know that that could be spell prep. I get it whatever uh but i'm this maybe is a little more comforting that it might be more reactionary and that and that we're not having to um do sign language for everything that we cast um oh man that was so, yeah, so it, annoying oh, i don't know God. if this also indicates to dual wielding or if this is just an ability that requires two hands on screen that's, the yeah, that's a good question of. yeah because they did yeah, there was an insinuation in one of the leaks. I don't know if it was the Jez leak about being, you know, being like Skyrim and that you could wield a, you know, dual wielding. You could also wield a weapon in one hand and cast magic in the other. I don't know. Mm. Who knows if that's true or not? Did Did anyone pay attention in Pillars that no. when your casters are casting, uh, do they hold the weapons? I don't remember. I, mean, I don't think so. I don't think so. Don't visit visits are do. at least holding the book, I think. Right, right. And and when you're doing the uh, what's the magic missiles or the what is, what is essentially the Minaletas, same missiles they, or something. They yeah, they I think th- at least those with wand flick the wand. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it, again, it doesn't tell us much by looking at the image, but it's 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 more than we had yesterday, so um, that's good. And uh, some of the information that came out was, would I say that it's new information? I would say that the biggest break right now is that they is that they're using a different term for the reboot, and that they're saying it's more of a restructuring and a changing of direction. Um, and that uh, some of the people out there who are saying that this is a step backwards, I would disagree with that uh, interpretation. I would also say I don't think that this is a double A game. I think they're still trying to make a triple A game. I think that 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 
you know, it, it it definitely confuses things the way that he speaks and the way that he releases information and, and the casualness of his conversation doesn't really inspire a lot of confidence, but um, it, it gets us talking. It's something we didn't have before and, you know, it's something to chew on. And I, and again, like I said, I'm not bothered by this. In fact, maybe I feel a little bit better about it that they're, I think it's always good when anyone has to kind of go back to the drawing board to take a pause, take a look at what they're doing and, um, and say, wait, you know, maybe we would be better served by focusing on what we're good at. I don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem with, of course, is Obsidian letting Jez be their spokesperson. And the biggest problem I had with his comment, as I talked about before, was when he said specifically and this was a direct quote from him that um, he mentioned that uh, when he talked to Obsidian, Obsidian told him blank. So that's a problem. So now we know we no longer we know that this is no longer a guy on the outside being an insider, stealing information or getting information that wasn't intended for him. If what he's saying is true, this was intentional. This was an intentional act by Obsidian to give information to Jez Corden. If what Jez is saying is true, this was intentional. This was not him sitting at a bar with some buddies uh, or here overhearing a conversation. This was not some meeting in the parking lot late at night and slipping him a manila envelope. This is definitely intentional. And we have to go with that assumption because this is all we've heard uh, when he speaks. And if you're going to leak info, my question to them is, why him? There are so many well-spoken, literate, competent, game press <laughs> people you could freaking talk to. Why? Or, hey, why did you pick an old white dude? Why don't you leak to a minority? Would you ever think about that? Who's working in the or game industry? Or uh, I mean... <laughs> I mean, it may not matter to people, but if you have a choice, why not make that intentional? You know, and I don't know Jez personally. I mean, and he's obviously well known in the industry. He's known for leaking and sharing details before they release. But to me, he just doesn't come across as a, as an evolved professional. Uh, yeah. Maybe yeah. the guy volunteers at soup kitchens at nights. Maybe he helps build homeless houses on the weekends. I'm sure he's a saint, so I'm not commenting on his character. Oh yeah, but he, he sent certainly me a fruit is, basket in the mail. It was real yeah. Bad. He certainly is not a great <laughs> spokesperson. Yeah, and he's yeah, not a great I, spokesperson for avowed. Maybe that's why they that, chose him. Uh, I think that uh, I think he should have played Boe One and Boe Two before. Yes, thank you, Kiwi. I don't want is to it? gatekeep, but at the same time, I do want to gatekeep. It <laughs> takes place in Pillars of Eternity. Who says <laughs> that? You say. I mean, if you played the game, you don't say that. I mean, and he said that twice. He said that last year, too. He he doesn't. He has not played the game. I don't care what he says. He's never played the game. The way I mean, he speaks about the game. He could have played the game, but just not gotten oh. into it. And then, like, that's just the first word that his brain picked when he was live on the podcast, you know? And, like, what was it he said? Like, Obsidian talked to him? Or did he say, like, when I was talking to Obsidian? No, if you listen to it, I have the quote here somewhere. Okay, this is exact quote from him. The way Obsidian explained it to me was dot, dot, dot. That's a direct yeah. quote from him. So, 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 so that does not say someone at Obsidian. It does not say a guy I know who worked at or a guy who's friends with. It says Obsidian, the company. 
I'm gonna play devil's advocate I, because uh, I like to ruin people's theories. It's like, uh, I mean, if well, you're already saying he's not very well spoken, right? So is there correct. a chance that when he's just talking on the fly, he says Obsidian out loud in his mind as a placeholder for a particular insider? He might not have chosen uh, his words carefully, and you would agree he wouldn't choose his words carefully. Fair enough. Good argument. Ah. Fair enough. I'll give you that. Okay. He's, all right. So he's a great guy. He, he helps build soup kitchens. That's great. But <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, oh, I'm, you, not you're great at, I'm not defending You're great at, at building houses for the homeless, dude, but you're not good at PR. So pick someone else. So if this really, you know, there's two, there's two versions, right? Gingerino, there's, there's the version that I'm assuming by the way he talked yeah. that this was an intentional leak, that this was intentionally shown to him who then showed it to all his buddies, obviously. Um, well, it wouldn't be the first time that happened in the industry, right? Right. I mean, they should know that. But second is it's not intentional and he's lying or that he is being lax with his language. And it really was not an official intentional leak to him. Um, which is what I would hope is the is the case. If it really is the first one, we got bigger problems. We got much bigger problems at Obsidian than we realized. If it's the second one, yes, I understand that. And hopefully one day they'll clear this up for us. You know, those things happen. Some guy gets information from this guy who, like I said, drinking at a bar or whatever, however the situation happens. But if this is intentional, we, Houston, we have a problem. And it's it's more serious it's more serious than we might imagine. Um, that or it's a genius move. What if Obsidian's like we want the information out there, but we want it to be from a, a less than credible source that people will question its ambiguity. <laughs> Come on, fire dude. the PR department. Like, there you go. Because if you gave this information to a very 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 professional journalist, then people are like, oh, it's totally legit. And every word is carefully chosen. But because like you kind of like, I don't know if Jez is picking the right words or not. You know, there's a little bit of ambiguity there. I don't know. It's maybe I, a genius move. I'm I'm still thinking that just so not being in about development is the biggest mistake. I don't know what, how and why it, it happened. But uh, I think it's I think it was a different flip on that. Yeah, it was Josh for sure. He was like, they yeah. wouldn't let me on the thing. Everyone thinks that I yeah. didn't want to be on there. I do. They kicked me out. Well, his <laughs> official version is that he, he needed to take a break. So, but who knows uh -huh. if you're right, if that's true or not. And, but I still feel like he has his hand. We know that he has officially said at some point that he has seen and played avowed. This is coming straight from, well, from Josh. Of course he would. We, we know that that's happened. So obviously they're getting his feedback, but I agree with what you said, him not being, you know, the, the, the daddy, not, not being in charge is, is a little scary, but you I've, know, I've slipped on that. I've actually, I'm a little more excited that he's not in it, not because of him specifically, but I like the idea that there are more people putting their hands in Ayora because now it's going to be created by even more people. It's going to be more alive right. in a sense, in my view, anyway. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I think, and not to not to belabor this, I'll kind of end by saying that um, I I, th I think that I'm not saying that I'm better than anyone else. I'm not saying that I'm smarter than Obsidian. I'm but certainly you are, right? not. I'm certainly not, and I'm not. I'm just saying that. I'm talking from common sense approach and I'm talking as a gamer. So if you take Bethesda games, for example, they have a reputation, a bad reputation for putting out 
games that are buggy as shit, right? So everybody knows day one when it, when a Bethesda game releases, it's gonna it's gonna kind of suck. But it's gonna be great, but it's gonna kind of suck. And you're gonna you know you know you're it's gonna you're gonna have all sorts of problems. You're gonna get frustrated, and they got that reputation over time. It takes twice as much work to correct a narrative like that more than twice as much worth to fix that. Bethesda has to work overtime, if they care, about fixing that image, about fixing that view of their company, that opinion of their company. You know, if you think back to 2008, fall 2008, here's here's an argument Asidian might use. You know, do you remember the Fallout 3 release? Do you remember the chaos and the bugginess? No, you remember Fallout 3 as being an outstanding game. That's what you remember. You forget the other stuff. My argument to them is exactly. We forget the details, but what's that favorite quote uh, that people like to spout off? Um, uh, people will forget, you know, what you did, but will remember how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. So reputation is not built on specific facts. Reputation is a consequence of poor choices over time. Right. So my point is that you may not remember what happened in 2008 when Fallout 3 released in the fall or the fall of 2011 when the disaster Skyrim released the first time because you love the game so much. You may not remember all the frustrations that you had, but you Mm -hmm. do know and everyone knows that Bethesda releases buggy games. Right. Oh, yeah. So what does this have to do with what we're talking about? It's about building a reputation. It's about actions that you make. So this this has to do with Jez and the leaks. You're 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 formulating. You're still kind of a young company. And I mean, arguably compared to some of the others, you're 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 getting your big boy pants now. This is the time you need to focus on your reputation. This is the time when it matters. This is the time when character comes into the equation. So, yes, we'll forget all about this. When Avowed comes out in 2025, we'll be fine and we'll play it and we'll love it and it'll be fantastic. And we'll forget well, this specific argument, but we'll most remember the, the, how we felt. Most of the people playing Avowed aren't even probably plugged in right now to what's going on in the background or the news release. Most players will be jumping on it for the first time ignorant of all this stuff. So that's where I think a lot of the reputation will come in is the final product. I, I, I don't know. This yeah, company has... Say... Uh, sorry, uh, you go. No, no, go ahead. Uh, I, like, I think Obsidian Entertainment has a habit of making... Uh, uh, half their games are really good and half of the games are mediocre at most like this is a recurring thing and now that we see that uh, Outer Worlds and Pillars of Eternity 2 Death Fire were uh, mediocre or uh, I mean you can think of what you want from BOE too but Tyranny was great so I think now that Grounded is here and I, th- I guess it's a big hit. The Pentiment's going to be hit. It's unlucky that award comes next. Yeah, <laughs> and 
I mean, although I respectfully disagree with Gendrino, I think that people, I think that a lot more people are listening than you think. And I think that gaming now is just as big as the movie industry when people get together on Friday nights and have a chat. When I know it happens with me, um, I went to a work party the other day. I didn't know the people, but we started talking about gaming. And so it is a, com- it is a critical part of conversation. It is, oh, yeah. There's not just people who flip on their Xbox on Friday and say, oh, I think I'll play this game. I oh, yeah. think I don't people are plugged I'm in more s- than you think they are. I'm not saying people aren't plugged in. I'm just saying if you take the population of people who will play Avowed in total, I think the mass majority will be people who aren't plugged in currently. Partly because the game's so early in development, but also partly because a lot of people, they pick one or two games and they follow them you know, religiously. They get into every little detail. They listen to the podcasts on it. I don't know if the majority of gamers of Avowed are currently... I don't, I don't know. Who knows? I, uh, we, yeah. we, do, we do have some great listeners uh, lots lately. Um, I didn't look at the numbers on the last one, but we're, you know, people are starting to pick up and listen to these things. M- my point is oh, that yeah. I don't care if they choose to release information or if they choose not to release information. What I care about is their image. And, and why do I care about their image? I shouldn't. I should care about feeding my kid this week. And I should care, you know, who cares about their fucking image? But I care because I like the company and I feel like they can grow. I, look, I will give them kudos for the way they handled um, Grounded. So if you were following the pre-release of Grounded, it was astonishing. And I think that is a model. And I, and I give them huge kudos. The way they communicated with the community, the way they worked and partnered with the community, the way that they went about that whole game is phenomenal. That is a great reputation. That is the way you do it, my friends. That is brilliant. Now, I'm not saying that Avowed needs to be out for a year before it's really out, but that model in and of itself was exactly what I'm looking for. And then when you, you, you either one of two things, you either, you either, this is either intentional or it's not. And both of those are bad. So you, you fix it. You don't just sweep it under the carpet and make excuses saying, Oh, well, people aren't listening or nobody's going to care or whatever that gets you in trouble. And I think anybody would agree that if you had the choice of doing things, the right way or the wrong way, sure, you can be devil's advocate and say, well, the wrong way is fine. Don't worry about it. But I would always choose the other path. That would just be my my choice. And I feel like it's almost getting out of control at this point. He's now been the two bits of information we've gotten in the past year have come from him. Um, and he does not create comfort with me. He, he For some reason, he gives me the image of the old white dude in his grandma's basement with spaghetti on his belly, uh, you know, thinking he's, he's all hot shit. And, and that's what comes across. I need more hot pockets, grandma. You know, no offense (laughs) to people who are doing that, but I would not want them to be the spokesperson for my multimillion dollar company. Hey, if I can live in my grandmother's basement and she feeds me spaghetti, I would a hundred percent take that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, kinda, I do this sound like kind of fun actually it just um, sounds like such a break <laughs> i would take that so i want to i will give one last word i gonna give a last we haven't heard from parenthesis in a little bit i'm going to give you the last word on this um how do you feel about the leak overall are you concerned about where it's coming from um wh- wh- what did this whole situation how does it make you feel does it make you feel better about the project worse about the project nothing where do you sit on this parenthesis? 
Uh, slightly worse. I mean, for me, the uh, they rebooted or or reimagined or something always always uh, makes the alarm bells ring in my head. That being said, I mean, I would have liked uh, Obsidian to have, to have parceled out the information better. And in general, I think that Jess Gordon does. He should tighten up. He should shape up. Should be a bit more professional pride in his work, but that might not be his image. And seeing how he, he I mean, he's still going, so he must be doing something right. And for my what I could see from the comments under the the YouTube video we are discussing, there is an audience for that kind of personality in the business. But yeah, a little Fair bit enough. more professionalism would be yeah. appreciated. I don't want to see this audience. <laughs> we don't want to be part of this audience. Uh, I, I think that's a really good point, parenthesis. You, you put a fine T on it, and I love it. And uh, and uh, I, I love, Gingerino, your your positivity. I mean that. I love that you you question me on things that I say um, that... I need that. Um, and I, I, you know, I'm not always right. I could be wrong here. I'm just speaking from the heart and from a company that I care a lot about. Um, I just like lighting and, fires. That's all I do. No, I know. <laughs> um, you're a good guy. You're a good guy. So we do have listener emails and I said we were going to get into them today. So I'm going to do, we're going to chug through a few uh, more than we normally do. We're going to try to move through them pretty quickly. Um, and uh, see what you guys have to say for them. Some of these are statements. I think most of these that I picked out are actually have a question mark in it. Um, so some of, I will say some of you who were sending in emails, we got a, quite a few since the last one as well. Um, thank you. Um, you know, uh, some of you write, are very passionate and write a lot and I appreciate that. So don't be offended if I kind of truncate what you said a little bit just for brevity and time. Uh, and when he says passionate, he means long winded. But he just doesn't want to say it. <laughs> I love these emails. Are you kidding? Um, so we <laughs> I know, have our I first one. Our first one is from Chris Schoen. I don't know if you guys remember this dude. This is the third email of his we've had on uh, the podcast. He was Attaboy. one of the very first people to email us ever. Um, I've actually reached out to Chris, and I think you should come on the podcast. He says he's too busy. He doesn't have time. But I think, dude, you need to put aside your you know, feeding yourself and your personal health and come and join us. But <laughs> yeah. um, this is an email that was sent to me, I guess, two weeks ago uh, from Chris. Um, it says, there are rumors that Avowed was originally designed to include multiplayer. Are you interested in being able to play Avowed completely online with others? Um, and should they include a PvP component? No, I, no. <laughs> I knew they were going to say that for sure. <laughs> no. Uh, it depends entirely on the structure of the game and the game's design. I would be for it if it added to the story and the impact of the game's experience. But overall, with RPGs, I prefer to go through it solo, so I lean more towards the no side. That being said... They've pulled off multiplayer with Grounded really well, but that's because that game lends well to multiplayer. If they make Avowed in such a way that it goes really well with multiplayer, I'm all for it. But I would let I would tend to lean more solo play personally. That's just my style. I don't like people; they scare me. <laughs> 
We'll take a look at Skyrim, for example. Go ahead. I mean, eventually it happened for Skyrim. Modders took care of that. So why don't you just leave it up to the modders? Because I got to admit, it would be fun if my brother and I could log into Avowed and, you know, go exploring the world together. Like, even if it was just, you know, going around the world and fighting different monsters. It's, It's sometimes nice to play with people that you know and love. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's one of those things that, um jez was talking about that could be chopped off maybe that was something in their original plan i think that's what chris is referring to um and uh that you know maybe that's something you can do later or maybe you leave that up to the community to do something like that i definitely don't think pvp i think we had a question a couple of podcasts ago somebody (laughs) wanted to do like the oblivion um uh arena in avowed no thanks not interested in that at all that doesn't Um, sound yeah there's plenty of games that do that and do that well because that's their focus i don't need that i don't need everything in the kitchen sink as elon musk would say i don't need all of that here obsidian could do that if they wanted but i would rather them put that energy into the single player aspect for sure yeah there's just uh, so many things that you need to include like it's not just that you do a multiplayer there's so much other stuff that comes with it that takes so much effort and money yeah it's it's a lot of work it is you're right it's a huge investment of resources human resources technical resources uh, it's not worth it. Um, old mm-hmm. thirty uh, old sixty three wrote to us, and this is an interesting take. Um, this is specifically about pillars. Um, so if you played pillars, you'll be able to respond to this. What's that? Um, it is uh, old sixty three says I found godlike underwhelming in pillars. In fact, I argue that avowed should not allow godlike as a playable race because they are confusing to new players. A new player reads lore about the godlike and thinks they're superior, but I found them the weakest and they upset the balance among other races. Hot take. Mm. Mm, it's a it's a weird take to I think like I found them to be very uh, strong in a way. Which was the one was it the death godlike or whatever that was like could be super powerful or that people have said is like the master race in the game, you know? It's like I think uh, that's, any other race. I think that's a moon godlike. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, the moon godlike has like you health regeneration. Godlike, like, yeah, you make the, the tank and it'll not die. I all, all that stuff I think that this is though, no? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yes. And I, I think that this is not a problem with, with with having the godlike. This is a problem of making sure that the character generation works for everyone or work for as many people as possible. I mean it's it I mean you would you would you could do that by be helping the law tech saying, well they're called godlike, but they're just normal people or they are not more in, inherently more powerful than Orleans or Amawa. They're just Another race. I mean, who said you could play them? Good point. Yeah, good point. Very good point. You know, um, I don't know. I like the god. Like I say, keep them. I mean, they are, they are obviously, mm, you know, oddities in the world. Uh, if you, uh, other than your mm, player character in pillars, it's they are very rare and it's depending on when about this in the timeline uh, 
and uh, what importance they have in our out it could be that you can't play them yeah, yeah. i agree it's definitely I possible what, i could see what he's saying about them being a little much for some like new players and stuff i, I don't know personally i like them because they're they're like when you're going through the character creation for the first time, if you're new to this entire series, they're the exotic one. You know, they're the really exotic. Yeah, like, oh yeah. man, this they, guy's they stand fun. out for sure. Yeah, and yeah. people like people want to play that, and why not give that to them? And if it's a little well, much just the name Godlike. If you don't, if you don't know anything about the game at all, I mean, just the name Godlike does kind of imply that <laughs> that they're over, that they're overpowered. But then when you maybe you play, you get disappointed because they're they're balanced or something. I don't know. Wow. Well, um, I mean. That's just having to stick through the game, you know. Yeah, I don't they know. Just remind it's an interesting me a lot question, of, though. They they remind me a lot of of like D and D races, like the Genasi. I think I, I swear I saw a video um, of yes. Josh saying that he was inspired by like the Genasi, which, if for those who don't know, like well, you can play like different elemental um, versions of, yep. of a race. It's very similar. So Fire, I fire water. It's yeah. very similar. Nerd. If, 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 if you, no, I love it. I love that, the callback. If, if you can do that in 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 D and D, I don't see why. What's the big deal of doing that in something like Avowed? And all those like like uh, balance issues can be you know balanced. So that's yep. a good point. He was a big D and D player, so it certainly could have been an influence for him. You know, when when messing around with that. But uh, I definitely like the sub race of the godlike. I like the way that it planned out so um I, I don't think they should exclude it although i understand kiwi's point it really kind of depends on when the game is taking place and that does make sense yeah. um so we have another one from sarah l um and this one is interesting this one says um i had a problem with the religious tones in pillars um Avowed is being made for a bigger audience. Will they water down some of the anti-religious themes? Does anybody know what she's talking? Oh, I guess you know what she's talking about if you played Pillars 1. But I really hope that they don't uh, water any of that down. I think I don't think it's necessarily anti-religious. I think it's more like asking que interesting questions. You know, that that I feel like everyone should ask themselves whether or not they, they believe or not. And they even have like this, if, if I remember correctly, they, they kind of let you decide whether you whether you believing them matters or not. And that's up to the player, I think, if I remember correctly. I mean, you, they tell you the truth of the matter. Right. But but at the end of the day, you get to decide what that truth means to you. I mean, this this like two levels to this one is that does one believe and uh, and and this is I don't know it seems pointless in the world where there's magic and you actually become more stronger like priest or paladin if your faith in some god is stronger uh, but the other level is after you know the secret then it's like are you pro or against that thing mm -hmm. I think uh, in that game, the all the different or mo most of the different like alignments concerning these questions, both levels are represented, and I don't think that should change. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a really great quest line. Oh, go ahead. No man, go finish. I go next. I I, I was just gonna say that there's this really interesting quest line in Pillars of Eternity too. It's uh, Adir's. Um, quest line 
where you, you if you guys remember if you've done it uh the young boy who's who's part of that quote uh cult that he thinks is his son uh and in the end um you know his the, the young boy's world is shattered and he says like how what am i supposed to do what am i supposed to say to the god when i die like when i face judgment oh then, yeah yeah adir says one of my favorite lines is something like like you know they you don't owe any you don't owe them an explanation like they owe you an explanation and i feel like that's such a cool like if if they didn't explore those themes then that wouldn't have happened and i feel like i would like the game a little less so i feel like they, they have to do that it's also i think a, a question of framing uh, in Pillars of Eternity and Deadfire, you, you inherently play a character who is introduced as an important character as in opposition to a a person who works within the religious system with that is uh, Theos. So you are and, and you know this secret and you are and, and you are somewhat and well not antagonistic necessarily but but you are someone who who are uh, you are kind of a monk revenge in the system. Spanner in the works. You're not necessarily going to be this far about. Who knows? If this is a, a prequel, you might even not even the the watch might not even have born. The secret might not, as, as far as anyone mortal is concerned, be out. I mean, the Obsidian is definitely going to continue making you question these things. But since you are not in opposition, and since you are not probably not going to have a one-to-one audience with the gods. I don't think it, is necessar- it necessarily follows that the game will have the same kind of uh, butting heads with them or putting them in bad light. I was just going to say, like, I don't know where everyone here stands in it, and I'm not going to ask you to say your thing, but like I have myself, like, I come from a background of faith and I still hold to it. And I definitely remember playing Pillars of Eternity not... Not not liking it. I really like the story. And I should clarify before I say anything, like, I like the way Pillars of Eternity handled their narrative, and I don't want them to water it down for Avowed. But I can understand where some people might come from, because there were times when the game was talking about religious and faith aspects, I felt that every option in the dialogue wasn't anything close to what I would have personally wanted to choose for the character I was making or close to my own personal thing. And, and it's not that I want to feel represented in the game, but it also it kind of makes you feel like, oh, like they're not even giving this perspective an option kind of thing. And so I can f- see where some people might not like that because it makes it makes the narrative feel forced in a way or yeah. it makes it seem mm. like it's leaning in a particular direction. But I mean, that's the artist's mm. right to do that, right? They're trying to promote a discussion yeah. on it. I personally, I love it. I mm. think we should always be able to talk about this stuff. We should be able to listen to each other's different opinions on it. Um, like there's gonna there's hard conversations about there around religion and yeah. faith. Yeah, it's like I couldn't be pro Vodica in POE one if I wanted to. Exactly, I right? was like, I was pro Vodica. Are you like, kidding me? But, but but you can't do anything like you can't do anything like uh, story wise other than you know at the end choose the couple of things that you can. But even then they don't do anything. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, you can't, in a way, like you have to defeat Theus. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. the whole the whole game, right? I mean that's the narr- that's the the story arc. So yeah, you're right. It would be very different. I, as the, one of the things that was brought up when we, and this isn't a question for today, but it's just 
a thought is the more I think about it, I do not think this is going to be a prequel. Think about all the stuff they have to eliminate. Plus, think about this. This is a franchise. I don't think this is a one-off. I think that this is going to be in about two, three, or four. Are, what? Are they just going to have a prequel and then Avowed 2 happens during, is just Pillars remade? You know, I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I def, I'm just leaning more towards either at most contemporary or, um, a, 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 you know, afterthought. You know, this happened 100 years later or whatever. I just, I think the rich history that's been developed, I don't think you can just sweep it under the rug. Um, if you're really going to do something, otherwise just create a new game. But if you're really going to do something in Aora, respect the story so far, that gives people the chance. If they like it, then they're like, oh, I want to learn about this statue that I saw that, you know, who was, you know, who is this person, you know, and then they can go back and do the research. I kind of think that that's where the books, then the game that you find will kind of fill in the gaps. And I just don't see it as a prequel at all. I don't... Uh, do you so, so are are we all the, on the same page that it's not going to be a prequel but a sequel in the story one thing what makes me think that it's was it that the this one game journalist that we all love said that there's going to be guns in the game and because they are even in POE 1 these quite uh, simple guns uh, if you went back in time they probably weren't invented yet yeah good point so, that's, so that's a good point no, so in a sequel you would be in this so, so that's how, how would I say metaphysically torn world because the, what happened in POE 2 ending that now you have to live in that world and it, it's gonna be weird I guess and maybe you need to fix it I'm gonna I'm gonna take the opposite stance. It happens during the time of the games. You're in the living lands during the time of Pillars of Eternity one or two. There you go. Not hey, prequel yeah, or just a rehash. Yeah, it's not gonna be. It's gonna <laughs> no, rehash it's the same story. They won't do that. Um, no, okay, I'll, Sarah. Good. It's in a different continent during the times. It could happen. I don't mm, know. I guess Sarah. That's a good <sighs> question. Thank you for that. I kind of agree that that should not be watered down. I understand if. I don't know if your slant was that maybe, you know, you found that difficult to play because of, of the way it treated religion in the game. Um, but, uh, you know, and I, I respect that, but I don't think they're going to water it down. I think they have too much of a rich story here. They have a very unique world uh, that's, that is different. It's supposed to be different. Um Maybe include a few more choices, like Gingerino said, um, you know, to, so that you would feel comfortable with choosing your path. But um, no, I don't. I don't think it's going to be the next one. Is from oh, this is, I remember this one. This is a, an unfortunate alias, but this is from Harry Piston. So Harry Piston writes in: um, Do you think Avowed will eventually allow us to create and play? As ooh, I forgot about this one. As one of the sentient creatures of Aora, I would love to play oh, love a Wilder. Mithrak. I don't Please think so. Mithrak. Lurker. I'm a lurker. Uh, you're a lurker. I'm Mithrak. <laughs> All right. What are you guys? I mean, Mithrak sounds be, uh, cool. Hu- hu- human male. Human male soldier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that's exotic in its own way too i guess the very sentient yes um 
I don't know. What what are some of the other ones? I forgot them all. The there was there's also the Nagawith. Oh man, the slimy snake uh, human. The spiritual ones, ones like the one. ghost ones. I forgot what they're called. Those ones are, are there they too. Just, yep. The Kangula. Oh, the, spy, the spider dudes. Yeah, that's oh. a Vithrak. I'll freak <laughs> those the guys. Vithrak. That's Vithrak, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. This this is the question that comes up in so many uh, games or franchises of this kind that there are the, the other sentient races that are, I don't know, some, somehow, I don't know, less humanoid or less, I don't know, civilized than the others and then they are just ranked out from being playable like like let take for world of warcraft for example no one's gonna argue i mean people ask for to play goblins at some point and they actually came through but i don't know no there's not, never gonna be ogres yeah and there are yeah and that's obviously in aura as well so you know i don't know and and, and do we really and this is probably don't know is there, are all of them sentient i mean I, I, I don't know the answer to that maybe uh, the but uh, that's a good question I, I, I would say no to that I think they're sticking with the basics oh, yeah. as Jess they certainly said, will you know, not but it would be great yeah it would be interesting there's, there's another mod for you so <laughs> it feels more like a resource question because like it going back to like D&D they allow you to, to, to do those like humanoid uh, sentient race or non-humanoid sentient races sometimes but that's because it's sort of in your in your mind, right? Like if if they allow you to play a, a Vithrak, they're gonna have to make that model more than just the the one or two models that they have in game for it, which is a lot of resources for. Too uh, much. I don't think it's it's too much for for the game. I think. I don't even think they'll have a wide variety of godlike if they have the godlike option for the same reason. Yep. Just add a shape shifting shape shifting druid and you'll be fine. You'll be able to play whatever you want. So, um, Cliff B writes us and says, "What type of strategy are you hoping to see in Avowed? Will we be able to carefully plan our attacks, or will this be another hack and slash?" Everybody's going to be, be bow stealth users. Yeah, you think? Right. I think. <laughs> so, if you think of Dragon Age, you know, remember how Dragon Age oh, did yeah. it? Um, they you could pause gameplay. You could you could do strategy, and it was the third person uh, adventure, you know, uh, thing. So they kind of pulled it off. I mean, in, in insurrection, I mean, it wasn't great, and you ended up getting tired of it, and you ended up just letting you know a hundred hours into the game, you're just like just attack them and kill them. But just kill them. You could, they tried to incorporate strategy. I don't know if you played that one, but you could pause. You could tell each person what their action is and then let it play out. I think Dragon Age was an evolution though, wasn't it? Like, sorry, Dragon Age was an evolution of of kind of a real time of pause. Because like the first Dragon Age was closer, closer to Baldur's Gate than it is to an action game. And then like, I mean Dragon Age Origins. And then slowly... At, Part two was a was more action, and then three was was I think a lot. It was kind of in the middle, and I feel like since this is going to be Skyrim, this is going to be like supposed to be a Skyrim like. I think it's going to which has weak combat. We all know this. I think it's going to be closer to that. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. like uh, the Outer Worlds, but we yeah, right there for sure. 
I think you're right. The Outer Worlds with swords, I think, is the best way to say it, probably. Well, I mean, like, so, yeah. if you go to Grounded and Outer Worlds, I just, the mic. I hope, I hope there's not going to be the same skill system, I hope. Like, uh, the, they don't know, seem the, the style to do that. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, I didn't like the system. Well, and as a longer game, they're going to have to go a little bit deeper into the skill system anyway. So, I mean, you know, if the, it's a whole thing about a role-playing game. It's kind of developing your character over time. So they're going to have to fill in the gaps there for even if it's just like a, I don't know, what was Outer Worlds, a 40-hour game? Even if it just ends up being 60 or 80 hours or whatever, they're still going to have to flesh it out. Um, I don't know. I, I don't see it being strategy. I, I don't think that, Inquisition pulled it off great. Like I said, I think it kind of wore you down as a player and you're like, oh, this is just bullshit. They're just putting paint on another hack and slash. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I think it's going to be more Skyrim-esque is really what, what you know, what Joe said. So it should be true. <laughs> I mean, there's, I'm- there's still time to reboot and make Pillars 3. Well, Pentiment's done. He can move on to Pillars 3. <laughs> That's he, technically good. But I, I want to I want to take closer to Pillars One to, than the dumb down Pillars Two, which felt too smooth. It was definitely more mass created. Uh, you know, yeah, it was definitely for a bigger audience. I agree. I think Pillars One was was a superior story too. Yeah, um, and it, just, it got a bigger audience as well. Yeah, happy happy day. Like wrote to us and said. Um, Will interesting. Will Obsidian incorporate strongholds in Avowed, like in Pillars of Eternity One, or will we have our own ship, like in Pillars of Eternity Two? That's a good question. I think we I have got to be some form of a home base in the game, right? Some Did, place you can we, go be we, safe. We, we've caught, we had this conversation at some podcast, didn't we? Yeah, I think we talked about housing a little bit at some point. I don't think it'll have either. I think that's a uh, hearthstone. I think that's like a, you know, I think if they're, if they're sh- shaving things down right now, I don't think you'll, I don't think they'll go to the extent of a, I wish they had a stronghold. If I had to choose between ship or stronghold, I would go with stronghold. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Any, anybody think they'll have, they'll have that? I'm sure the unreliable. I think make strong, an strong, stronghold is used already. Uh, ship, uh, it's not gonna be an archipelago, so yeah, I, I, I can hope it. it won't be like maybe just a single tower. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's gonna be some village or town, and you're gonna get your treehouse. Oh, maybe I could have have like a little garden out front. There you go. I want to cave. And I can plant apples and stuff. Maybe they're gonna do Fallout seventy six. You can pick anywhere you want to live. <laughs> And maybe Mickey will come along and Goofy. It'll be great. Yeah, I, I, I want to defeat. I want to defeat the dragon, and the cave will be mine. There yeah, you go. I'll live in the decaying corpse of a dragon. No, it's it'll remove the the what what is those lizard folk will uh, move the corpse elsewhere. I am the new king. Okay, I have another one from Guiltbot. This one actually relates to what we were just talking about. It says, if Avowed takes place after the events of Pillars of Eternity 2, what callbacks would you like to see in the game? So I assume what he's saying is for fans of the game, what would you want to see? I'd want them to explore like 
the fact that if you're in the living lands and it happened so far away and because this this happened in a time where communication is is not super easy i feel i i i like the idea of exploring like did that happen or did you hear this like just how rumors uh turn into yeah, like good. legend and things like that. that i think that'd be cool yeah i don't think you'd see any statues or anything right i mean that wouldn't make sense or would it i mean if it's far enough at least not. in the future i'd like there to be like a book that you can pick up that it almost tells yeah. you the canon explanation of the first two pillars games oh I guess I guess books, yeah, but the statues in living lands, perhaps not in big cities of other continents. Right, and you can also argue with Pillars of Eternity too. You know, your boat. You know, you can go wherever you want. So yeah, you know, things could travel, and you know, it is quite a hike, quite a hike, but definitely could um, get things from one part of the world to the other so maybe we would see some physical callbacks or i think we more than likely the souls of companions maybe that are from people in the games Ooh, that's oh. a cool idea like if you if your player character actually was a dare from the first two games it doesn't that's have anything hilarious. to do with the bad but it's just there. <laughs> oh i think you got something there that's interesting mm-hmm. why or why wouldn't the i don't know Depends on how much in the future the game is. You could have the same, some of the same characters there. Yeah, yeah, because of the way the the system works. Yeah, you're right. It kind of makes sense. You know, the the rebirth Actually, and all. It would be really funny if it was like the next iteration of the that Nasi Talk warrior that um, what's her name Sagani was trying to find. Oh, <laughs> you're just that person. Or, oh or my god, that's side. awesome they do a cyberpunk situation where you're talking to like a dare, like, like you talk to Johnny Silverhands or whatever in, um, Oh cyberpunk. yeah. 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 Like a ghost, <laughs> like a spirit. I love it. Yeah. That's I want to really spend cool. time with the watcher of Cad Newark. Yep. I'm a chip in your head. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> okay. Sky, Skyloom asks, what kinds of travel options should we expect to see in a vowed do you want fast travel? I think we've talked about this too before. A little I want the bit. option of fast travel. I think, yeah, I think they have to have, if it's going to be a big world, you kind of have to incorporate that somehow. Um, and then if you don't want to fast travel, you don't have to just because it's there. Um, boats, obviously, I think uh, not that there's going to be a lot of internal rivers. I mean, we don't know uh, lakes and such, but um I, it's definitely not, no train. There's no teleports or portals in Yora, right? I've never encountered anything. Your characters just run. No, they're they're trying to invent it. Actually, remember in POA two where they were trying to use the Audra pillars to teleport bodies places. Oh, that's true. oh, that's interesting. They they could definitely play off of that, I guess. So um, they don't have a teleport spell, as far as I understand. So there's no way of doing that quite yet, outside of the gods doing it for you. I think I don't remember. No, there's certain pillars in the living lands. It's a there's a thing. Uh, this this not a, not a humanoid race, but another race. They make folk. Mm-hmm. Uh, the maid, yeah. There's a mage folk city in like in the living lands. Like, that could 
have something. The mage, mage folk. This uh, is weirdly written, but uh, it's it's a fantasy spell. You know, you just switch two letters, and it's fantasy now. But basically, it's, it's, it says here that uh, they are tethered to the power of the god by a metaphysical gleaming tether linking their souls to an Adra pillar, and they have to basically be close to the pillars. And they are like the eyeless from the oh, D- second DLC of BOE um, 1. I you just know, realized they're going to make that you, a combat you, thing. Or, well, combat thing, or there could be some big other pillars that the scientists from BOE 2 are going to... You're going to have some kind of teleport network. Oh, wow. Maybe, yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe they could have a chest like you have an... Um, uh, What's the game that, that you love so much? Uh, Gingerino Elden Ring. Uh, maybe they have a chest you open up and you immediately get teleported to some random location. That would be cool. <laughs> to the worst place in the game? Yeah. The Adair Empire. There you go. Uh, that would be, yeah, it would be interesting to, to, I don't know. I'm sure they'll have fast travel. Who knows how they'll do it? Maybe it'll be another stagecoach thing like they did, or not stagecoach, but, you know, the old guy with the wagon outside the town that takes you wherever you want to go. Um, Maybe, I'm sure they'll come up with some sort of narrative explanation for how it can happen. Maybe they'll mix outer worlds and there'll be a ship that comes down. I don't know. Maybe they'll just say, your character travels there. Time passes. There. Done. I, who knows? Yeah. Here you go. You go. Okay. So, Pyridata wrote us and said... <laughs> Please make alcohol a consumable in-game. Even better, <laughs> let me craft it. Is It is not now. He says, I guess he's referring to an avowed. He wants to make alcohol a, a craftable drink, kind of like they do in Elder Scrolls. He, he knows like a way of the drunken week. master. He knows that takes weeks, right? I don't know. To ferment. <laughs> yeah, you should be able I mean, to make definitely, that, that, um, right. You should be able to make that uh, that alcohol in in, P- in the POE two DLC that that the guy makes that you help him make in a quest line that kills someone if I remember correctly. Oh, it's, it's one of the guys. I'm yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, uh, he wants to get drunk. I, I respect that. Or they want to get drunk. Whoever <laughs> Pira is. is it not a consumable in the game? I don't think it is. Now that I'm thinking about it. Other than the ship, I think in, in Pillars two. One, I don't think you could consume it. Right? You could. Yeah. You could. I, I mean, I, I know, could you even pay for it? But you know, it's not like a drink that you had like in um, WoW where you drink it and it becomes blurry, your vision or anything like that. Yeah, there but was nothing that like that. That would be cool. That would be interesting. Um, Ken Rockside says, will Avowed lean into the mature rating? Possibly an ESRBM or fingers crossed A. I hope the Living Lands has its own salty mast. <laughs> I have talked about having a Vithrak brothel in the game. That would be wonderful. Well, that would be. I don't want to even imagine that image in my head. How do they. Never mind. Uh, yeah, don't worry. About it. It's all <laughs> mental stuff. It's basically like brain dances from Cyberpunk. Yeah. Um,. I don't know. I think it should be an M. I mean, Skyrim was M. Elden Ring was M. And uh, I think Skyrim was pretty tame. I don't know why yeah. it was an M, but it because was. Because it was 2011. M. Yeah. So I think you lean into it. I don't. If it's anything under an M, I think you you lose credibility, honestly. Um, because it's. <laughs> yeah. 
We need that parental a, guidance sticker so people know that we have street cred. Well, kind of, but but you think about pillars one and two. Think about the themes and the things that are talked about. The the hanging oh, yeah, tree definitely. in the first minutes. I mean, you kind of have to have an yeah. M rating. And uh, I'm yeah. not worried about it. Obsidian doesn't seem the type to back down from M rated content. I don't. I don't hope it's A rated personally. But what was what was Outer Worlds? I bet it wasn't M. M. No, I think it was because they have some pretty graphic um, language in the game. Oh, I can't even remember the language being graphic. Was it? Oh, they had they yeah, had lots of swearing. They didn't like have any gory imagery or anything, but I'm pretty sure it was M rated. Hmm. Pretty sure it was too. <laughs> did they have okay. um, like well, literally naked models inside Pillars of Eternity too? Like in the uh, in the sauna place? Oh yeah, it was, like literal. They did. Yes. That's right. Okay, yeah. I have a funny story to tell you guys. You got it. This is uh this is great. So my computer wasn't working for a while there. It ended up being that I didn't have a thermal paste on it, so I brought it to. a some repair people that I deliver UPS stuff to and they're like my baby's crying anyways um I brought it to these guys and they're like well load up the game and uh we'll see how it runs we'll put some like overlays to see all the metrics on your PC parts so I load up Pillars of Eternity 2 so we can test the game's hardware and the last place I was in was inside that sauna and there's naked oh my PCs god everywhere. and I'm like <laughs> That's I hilarious. promise you this is a normal game uh, this is not one of those <laughs> sex games I swear right sure sure <laughs> there are, there's like five there's... guys there looking at me like uh huh there's like, also that dancer on another there, one there's that there's that dancer in the brothel that remembers um uh, what, what is it, Alof from from like like magic school or whatever that he went to? If I remember, <laughs> yes, that's yeah. hilarious. Yes, <laughs> that's so awesome. And, and they probably looked at you and like, dude, if you're gonna do it, why do it in isometric? You know, like you know, that's yeah, kind of the worst choice. There for, was layers of judgment upon me for various for reasons. game porn. I mean, come on, <laughs> that's what you're looking for. Hey, man, we're um, I don't kings. know if there'll be a brothel in Avowed. I don't really care either way, but I do want it to be mature and I do want the story to be mature and I, I want that rating. I want, I don't really care about the rating. I want it to just have mature content because I like that about the first one. The second one was a little watered down, but still kind of there. And so I, I do like that and I, I want that kind of story and I don't think they'll back down from that. No, um, they're not the types to do that. Got two more here. We got one from Gaslight Lover. <laughs> That's an awkward. There we go. I don't <laughs> know that I would be using that. I don't think I would be using that handle um, in public, but that's okay. Um, Gaslight Lover asks, uh, "Do you think the game will end when the story ends, or will we be able to continue to do side quests and mod quests?" It ends. Obsidian style is they end the story, the game is over, you reload the save before the end of the game. That's right. pretty Outer much Worlds their is an example. If it's like Outer Worlds, yeah. Pillars of Eternity does the same thing. I don't know about Grounded. I think that one's a different style of game. I don't game, think though, it obviously. does in Grounded. I can't imagine. You know, it ends. There's a there's a cutscene, so it it it, it auto saves right before the ending cutscene, and it'll put you right back to right before you did it. So yeah, it's just like all okay. the other ones. Yeah, so that's okay. that's pretty much Obsidian style. I would expect that from Avowed, just because that's what they like to do. Yeah. But I also, mean, that's Obsidian's thing. They care about narratives. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. Both of those. I, I prefer it not to be, because if it's a good game and I like the world, I want to continue to live in it. I understand the whole go back to your last save philosophy. That's fine. I guess you can do that. That's fine. But I kind of liked, not that Skyrim story was good, 
But I really kind of enjoyed the fact that <clears throat> after I finished it, you know, I would walk into a city and people would be talking about me and, you know, and, and the events would be part of the discussion of the story. I think that's kind of cool. And to kind of see how the world changes a little bit after you accomplish whatever you're supposed to accomplish. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, that might be too much. Yeah, again. Yeah. I mean, in Skyrim, that was really well done. I, I mean, I think there are many, and there are also other games where this happens. Uh, I think it, it it's also in other worlds in in some sense, but it's more more inspiring that these recent events, some people in the towns actually talk about them and they recognize you, NPCs, after after you done some stuff. Yeah, I, I, mean, I just especially if they spend all this time creating a world and it is an open world, if that's still the case, and it's not. Like, let's be honest, um, Outer Worlds was not an open world game at all. Uh, and so, you know, it was segmented. Neither was Dragon Age. Dragon Age was not an open world game at all. Um, so Skyrim was an open world game. Um, so it really depends on what path they take. If, they, if it's a legitimate open world or if it's just um, Outer Worlds version of a, an open world, um, then, I'd really like you know. I'd like to see Obsidian take on not ending the game when the game's over. I'd like to actually see them like take on the challenge of writing out what would happen in each area after you've concluded the game. Almost like you have you can re-explore everything because now there might kind be of a, an epilogue, reaching. right? Yeah. yeah, but instead of it being just a bunch of slides, which I'm totally fine with if that's what they do, I'm okay. Yeah, with it. yeah, yeah. But it would be cool that to like pillars. go to town X and then be like, oh wow, the town's changed after the resolution of the game it would allow you re-explore everything almost like see where the characters progressed personally like you yourself it's much more immersive i'd love to see something like that i know that's a big endeavor but i feel like if anyone could do it it'd be obsidian yeah and i don't know that it would be that big of an if it's really an open world i mean what else do you have to do you don't have to do well, you, that you'd much. have to write lines for every single character you'd have to change yeah. potentially change assets or whatever you know there there's a lot especially depending on how big the map is but it would still be really cool to see but you know how frustrating it is to to not have completed all the side quests and then boom game's over Thanks for your money. Have fun. It was fun. Hope you enjoyed the story. Oh, those things you had before? Fuck them. Yeah, you don't get to do that. So yeah. I did well, I still I want those that. to be available, depending on the side quest, I guess. Some of them might close down, but... Yeah, I, it's, I guess it's if you're a pure narrative person. I understand this full arc, and then to be satisfied after the arc is done, I get that. And, you know, that was the way it was for Pillars, for sure. But oh, And that's um, what Obsidian likes. They're really good at storytelling. They like the story to be over, have a finality to it. And I get that. Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, I don't think anybody knows. I think if I was to lean in one direction for Obsidian, I agree with these guys and that I think it will have finality. I think it will end... And you'll see credits and all that stuff. I think that's just the way they roll. Um, last question, and then we're done. Beavis loves butt. There's no, <laughs> these people. I think they make these up. They I just want to hear me up. say it. They want me to hear, hear me say it, right? Um, okay. Anyway, um, Beavis loves butt wrote and asked um, <laughs> if they were to make Pillars of Eternity into a movie. Who would you pick to play the major roles, like the Watcher, Aloth, the Dare, oh. Wodica, Aethos, Theos? 
Anybody have That's any uh, any math Mc- Matthew McConaughey vibes or? Oh yeah, Matthew the, McConaughey Theos? Theos is where I'm going. <laughs> um, Al Al Pacino is Wodka with a wig on. I, I keep my distance from the American way of uh, Hollywood actor <laughs> idolizing. I agree. I I, I'm I don't even that. know their names. <laughs> I'm going with Steve Buscemi it, for Skain. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think Matthew Mercer can probably play Alof. I mean, he plays Alof like the voice, but like, yeah, he should. And I don't think yeah, the voice. You're right. Stuff. Actually, he would do it too. I tell you, he would totally do it. I bet. Um, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I don't think they actually pick like w- would pick well-known actors for that story. I think that's one. No, of the- but the question is like, who do you? Who would you pick for these roles? Right? Who would you want for Theos? Like of. I don't know. That's a tough one. I mean, that's a that one in Wodica. The others are kind of well. Adair has personality, but um, oh, I, I know. know. I know. I know Wodica. It's going to be the no. Who was that actor who played M in the Daniel Craig set James Bond? Oh, Judy, Judy Dench. Dame Judy Dench. Yeah. Yeah, Dame Judy Dench. Yes, that's the right way to say it. Yeah, she would be she would be interesting for sure. Uh, someone along her lines. Um, uh, who was the uh, some of those more elder statesman type actors, especially the British ones? They seem to have their shit together more than Americans. Um, this is a question I cannot answer in this short period of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was an interesting. So, oh, it's so um, good though. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it some thought. Maybe we'll talk about it another time. But that's it for today. Um, thanks for listening, everybody listening. If uh, Go around the horn here real quick. But before we do that, um, remember Pentiment releases in just a little bit of time. Um, November 15th, I think that's a Tuesday. Um, it's free By the time you listen to this, depending on how quickly Sora edits it, it might already be out. Yeah. Oh my God. Four days from the time of recording. No, I will get this out in two weeks, I promise. Um, but uh, November 15th, a Tuesday, if you have Game Pass it you and you have Game Pass Ultimate, it's a free download on PC and Xbox. If you have Steam, it's only 20 bucks. So give your money to them because we want to support this pro- project. At the very least, play the game so that they see people are doing it. I'm stoked. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've already pre-ordered, so I'm, and I don't need to. I don't need to give him my money, but I already did. This is gonna I'm be the only game I can play with my hurt wrists, and I think I'm, Ram I'm is also sinking probably going to join in. Cloud. I'm reading everything. I'm sinking into it. I cannot wait. It's like a good book to me, and I've missed his style for a while. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm excited. Um, so anyway, that we'll, we're probably going to talk about that in our next podcast, probably, possibly at the beginning of December or somewhere around there. Um, so we'll, we'll give you our thoughts on Pentiment and the story, those who are able to play it. Um, let's go around it, uh, see what people, how you want to be seen. Remoran, are you, are you on social media? Do you want people to find you? Sure. I'm at Sir Remoran on Twitter for as long as it will exist. Oh, right. <laughs> You're going to pay your, uh, what, $20 or how much is it now? I don't remember. Oh, like $8? Hell no. Uh, but I think it said $8 or something. Wait, what? $8 or, a month? Uh, yeah, for, to be Elon, Elon to get Musk, your verified. Yeah. Wait, to get verified? You know how they have the stupid little blue check? 
to say oh, you're yeah. official, like the real such and such. Oh, um, for, oh my goodness. So that that process was free. Now they're trying to pay pay it. Um, okay, I don't want I don't want to get into this on this episode. But, but. no, I don't either. But that company <laughs> is gone. In twenty years, they'll be we'll be talking about it in past tense Twitter. So yeah. maybe remember the that. era of the tweets. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, yeah it's done. Um, all right, uh, Gingerino, how can we find you? Um, if you're into Pillars of Eternity or just avowed and you want to learn about the lore of the world, you can find my podcast, The World of Aora, where we go through the lore of Pillars of Eternity as we gear up for avowed. That's my baby in the background, by the way. Um, I also just finished up editing a 17-episode Let's Play series for Pillars of Eternity 1 for those who aren't into Pillars of Eternity, but you're into avowed. Because uh, there are some people out there like that. Um, you can find that on YouTube. My channel is Gingerino42. It's just on my personal channel for now because I haven't done anything like that yet. So, yeah, that's it. Very cool, man. I'm glad you were able to do that. I think that that viewership is going to skyrocket on that, especially Thanks, when Avowed comes out. It's my first um, foray into Let's Playing, so I, it's definitely amateur for any of those listening. Doesn't matter. I wanted you to try it. it. I'm like, piss on you, it. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, you got it done. That's what matters is, you know, instead of grumbling and saying, well, yeah, yeah you just did it. And I'm I'm impressed. So good job. Um, parenthesis, where, where, I know where I can find you because I watch some of your things. So where can people find you? They can find me on Twitch. Uh, I have the handle Command Objective, C-O-M-M-A-N-D-O-B-J-E-C-T-I-V-E. Did I spell that right? I might not. Never mind. However command you spell objective. Command Objective. <laughs> Um, I watched it and I re- I love it and I'm going to watch more when I get the chance. I have my alerts now. What was happening is before is I did not have the box checked, so it wouldn't alert me when you went live, but now it does. So I'm 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 excited to be your 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 biggest number one fan there. So keep it up, man. I I really honestly enjoyed what what I listened to. Um, uh, I love your pacing and the way you. You take your time with things. You definitely appreciate the narrative, and I love that. Um, that's kind of what why I would want to listen to it. Um, where I think a lot of those you watch, people just kind of burn through games. You know, um, you, you as well, Ginger. You know, the ones I watch, you really take your time, and are you know, and I, that is what I think is the staying factor. I think that's what most people like you know not i've never just felt so to... complimented by being called slow before thank you i like that <laughs> you're welcome i i do that i turn these things around don't i um but uh yeah i i, I appreciate both your efforts and that um kiwi do you want to be found uh well it depends <clears throat> i have a handle on instagram for my uh writer pseudonym but i'm not act- actively putting anything out there but um, I, I may want to have, I don't know, maybe a bigger pool of possible beta readers at some point. So I don't know if you're that kind of guy who so for some reason wastes his own time reading other, other people's attempts at literature, you can try to find me at MoroWrites uh, on Instagram. You try and figure out how it's spelled. <laughs> I think that's an easy one to find. Um, and yeah, kudos to you for jumping back in and getting back to the writing and stuff. Um, I, I've read your stuff and you know how I feel about it. I think you've got a lot of talent. Um, 
and uh, I hope you 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 keep pushing forward with it. And I'll, I'll always read your stuff. You can always send it to me. So um, super excited to read what you sent me the other day. So uh, keep it up, man. You, yeah, that's, man. You know, just my baby do it loves it. Get it done, and then uh, you know, even if you're not happy with it when it's done, you can go back and you know do more. So. Uh, it's just a matter of getting it done. That's the that's the hard part. Um, you can find uh, us Avowed Cast on um, Twitter, although we re- we only really post episodes there. Um, we are at Avowed Cast. Avowedcast.com is our website where we really just kind of post episodes. There's no, no other content there right now. Um, and then if you want to email us, it's avowedcast at gmail.com. And seriously, love your emails, guys. And I'm glad we got we got through about I don't know that was like. 10 or 11 today that's great so um excellent uh so we'll try to hit some more next time but we'll see you on the next episode where we talk about pentiment until then thanks for listening and have a great end of the year i guess yeah